Welcome to episode 9 of Kellen's Petty Talk Show. As always, this episode is sponsored by the Almighty Pie Bake Shop. Delicious pies baked daily in the heart of L.A. and delivered fresh to your door. Just call 818-986-1441. That's 818-986-1441. Or follow them on Instagram at Pie Bake Shop. That's P.I. Bake Shop. On this episode of Kellen's Petty Talk Show, I'm pleased to have the actor that plays Art the Clown, the craziest mime of darkness that ever lived, David Howard Thornton. For now, you can go watch his film Terrifier, which is free and available to watch on Netflix. At some point next year, Terrifier 2 will be released and everyone will have trouble falling asleep. David Howard Thornton, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Love the intro music. Thank you. <laughs> I had to be prepared, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's so weird to me to think I actually have a theme song. It's like, what? I know. <laughs> this whole thing is crazy. Yeah, that that, that dawned on uh, Damien and I last year when we were doing a convention when we came out for a Q&A session and they started playing yeah. that. We're like, oh my God, we do have a theme song. <laughs> <laughs> How often can you tell people you have your own theme song? It's not very often. Yeah, not very often. <laughs> I mean, often. anybody can make no. their own theme song, but when you're behind a legendary film like this, it's a lot different. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Everybody could like have a guy follow them with a tuba like on Family Guy or something <laughs> Exactly, like that, yeah. You know? so damon leone had directed the character of art the clown in all hallows eve as well as the original terrifier short film from 2011 Mm -hmm. how did you come into the picture and replace the last guy i well uh, mike gianelli who was original art uh he decided to go off and do other things with his life he he just didn't want to do the acting thing anymore and so they posted a uh, notice on uh, a website for actors called actors access oh okay looking for a tall skinny guy that you know (laughs) has uh clowning your physical comedy experience nice and i was already familiar with the role of because i had seen all hallows eve i loved the character i was like oh hell yes i have got to do this (laughs) It's like I am perfect for this. This is totally up my uh, my alley and stuff like that. So I was like, it was like, because I had always wanted to get into film work. Because before that, I'd always just done stage and voiceover. So I was like, this is a yeah. perfect segue for me to get into uh, film work. So it, glad it worked out. <laughs> no, for sure. And I actually saw recently. I, I'm on. We're on Actors Access too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw that Terrifier mm-hmm. Two was on there when you guys were casting that. Yeah, so that's yeah. cool. I didn't know the first one was, but that's sweet. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was on there. Did you see? the terrifier short film before you were cast or did you have to go back and watch it yeah yeah i, I had seen it before so i already knew what the character's like but i went back and rewatched it again just mm-hmm. you know just to especially you know right when i found out i got the audition i went in just to refresh my memory on like the the basics of the character and his you know his little little bit of the movements and stuff like there that mike did mm-hmm. so i was like okay i i know I had a good foundation to start my character with, which is which is nice because a lot of times, you know, when you go in for an audition, you're creating the character on the fly. So it's like, oh, God, OK, let, I hope I give them what they need. But, yeah. you know, this way I knew what Damien was looking for to begin with. So I had a great starting place to go from. Yeah, you could properly prepare that way. Oh, yeah. Did you foresee Terrifier becoming a full length feature? Oh, well, yeah, because well, that's, that's how it was originally written as a full-length feature film and stuff like that. So, yeah, I saw that, but I did not expect the success that it, it got, though. That You know, because we, we were, you know, honest with ourselves from the get-go that we were just a low-budget independent film. So we, we thought, well, maybe the fans of All Hallows' Eve that are out there will like this. That's who we were doing it for. And we were like, well, you know... If it gets picked up by anybody, that would be awesome. But when, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I, I had never seen I had never seen the, the short film before seeing Terrifier, mm-hmm. but I had seen All Hallows Eve. Is t- he's not in the second one, is he? All Hallows Eve two? No, no, he's not at all in there. No, yeah, there was even like a legal dispute for a, a moment there where they tried to put art on the cover of All Hallows Eve two, and oh, Damien's like, oh. absolutely not. Well, he's not in it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, you don't try to sell this on the image of the character when the character's not even involved in it. Yeah, no, bad move. <laughs> I haven't even heard much about yeah. that one. That's why I never watched it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet either. I hear it's actually pretty decent, though, but I'm like... Is it? Okay. But it doesn't have art. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that kind of takes the fun out of it. <laughs> yeah. Do you stay in character on set when you're not filming? Oh, God, no. No? <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm not one of those actors like that. I, I can I can... 
it's like once I know who the character is in my head, I can turn it on, turn it off like that. That comes from years of doing stage work. Yeah. So. <laughs> Someone's horny. <laughs> I had to have that. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's like it, it's probably a weird thing for my coworker to see me. So, you know, one second I'm like choking them out. The next second when they say cut, I'm like, oh, my God, are you OK? Yeah. <laughs> Especially when I'm covered in blood, you know, like looking the way I look and like. You hear this, oh, are you okay? Yeah. I don't know why. I just, like, pictured you just being on set, just making the faces, just even when the cameras aren't rolling. Oh, I, I still do that. You know, I, I goof around a lot. That's that's the great thing about the character, but I'm yeah. not going around just being malicious and violent. <laughs> yeah. like that. I, I'm still being, a you know, a, a prankster. So I'm, especially with this one, I, I was having fun just constantly sneaking up behind uh, 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 Lauren Lavera, our female lead who plays Sienna. Yeah. She's she's fun to scare, so I I would like to sneak up behind her and just stand behind her silently. So when she turned around, I'd be right there in her face. <laughs> just like, yeah, I'm I'm amazed. I I haven't gotten smacked in the face yet by her yet because she like she she takes kickboxing and stuff like. I think she yeah she oh, takes really? kickboxing. So okay. I am cruising for a bruising really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the opening is an homage to Nightmare on Elm Street with Art the Clown getting all dressed and ready to kill. Um, that was Damien's idea, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, totally. totally. Really yeah, that. that was totally a reference to Nightmare on Elm Street. That was yeah. exactly what he was going for. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then I watched the commentary, and he pretty much just says it right there. He's like, yeah, that was an homage to Elm Street. Oh, yeah. There, there's so many homages in this film. Are there any others <laughs> that I might have missed? Like, what, what's, like, another one? Oh, God. I mean, like... I know there's a ton, but... There's, like, like the little bit, like, where um one I added in was where I'm, like dragging the knife across the window that was a little bit more of a homage to freddy dragging his the oh, claw okay. against the wall and stuff like that those little things just like yeah little things here or there you know just for fun <laughs> just for fun that kind of leads into a question i had like did you get any inspiration from other horror characters to bring you know art to life oh definitely definitely i mean freddy of course is a huge inspiration for me too because i'm <laughs> Because uh, I, I kind of look at uh, art as basically the bastard child of Freddy Krueger and Harpo Marx. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he actually has a lot of the facial features of Freddy Krueger as well. You know, the, just very, the nose especially. It's, there's a lot of Freddy in him, a lot of Joker in him as well. I can see I that. I would say. But, but I, I kind of look at, at art as basically a big, huge amalgamation of every single iconic horror villain that has come before him. He... He, there's bits of Jason, Mike Myers, Pinhead, Leatherface, Chucky, Freddy, all of those guys in him. All your worst nightmare combined into one. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. When, when thinking of like the major serial killers, Michael Myers and Chucky are my two favorites. Yeah. They're fun. They're just they so are. fun. <laughs> Halloween series in general, I feel like, is the most solid like in terms of like most yeah. like good entries in it. Friday the 13th got a couple hit, hit or misses. Elm Street's got a couple... I mean, I don't know. Those are a little stronger, I'd say, than the Fridays. Well, now that I think yeah. of it, when you mentioned Mike Myers, you know, like, I kind of can see how it drives inspiration for art. He's just that mysterious figure that's just, yeah. just keeps popping up and you don't know what he's, what he is or what his intentions are. Yeah, you don't know what his, that's, that's what I, yeah, that's what I love about Mike Myers, especially, you know, since they kind of retconned that whole thing with him being Lori's brother and yeah. stuff like that. It's like, wow, so he's just going after her just to go after her there's no reason and that mm. that's kind of how art is too it's like you know no one knows why he's doing it and it's like basically i like to say like the homeless woman nailed it he's like he's just doing it because he thinks it's fun this is funny to him so it's like that's it's his game yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that's that he does he's not going out for revenge or anything like that he's just doing this because it's fun that's kind of scary so what is <laughs> art's backstory then is there is there one i yeah, there is. There is. I know it. Oh, I see. It's <laughs> a secret. It's a secret. Yeah, Maybe it'll yeah, come yeah. out in Terrifier exactly. too. <laughs> well, we, we we offer a few small clues here or there, I would say. Cool. Maybe if maybe a red herring or or something like that in there too. But I'm like we, we wanna we'll address more of that I think in part three. We have ideas about how to finally address it. Because you know, yeah. you can't leave people hanging forever, but you also don't want to reveal everything. Plus, you know, having that mystique there behind the characters adds more of the, the you know, the, the, 
desire to see more of him because he's like it's it's fun having that mystery behind him. It's like I think that's why people love Joker so much because you you don't truly know who he was before he became the Joker. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you have a favorite Joker? Yeah. Oh yeah, Mark Hamill by far. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think Mark truly like understood the character, especially when he got to the the Arkham games. Yeah, yeah. I think he really embraced like the just the he was able to go darker with him in the the Arkham games than he was in the animated series for obvious reasons. And yeah. I, I think he truly just encapsulated what the character is all about. What did you think of the new Joker? It's a mixed feeling about that movie because as a whole as a movie itself it's a fantastic movie yeah it but i think that the movie would have been equally as good if it didn't have any of the batman elements because that was not the joker of the comic books at all yeah it's like the joker of the comic books is in he is in control of the chaos Mm mm-hmm this Joker was all about just like, oh, whatever happens, happens. And that's not Joker at all. He's Joker's a master strategist. He's like, you know, several steps ahead. He has a plan. It just looks chaotic, but to him, he understands the chaos. And he knows how to mim- manipulate the chaos. You actually portrayed the Joker. It was it was a fan film, correct? Correct, yeah. Yeah, it's a fan series called Nightwing Escalation. Can we hear your impersonation of the Joker, please? <laughs> Oh, you want to hear a little bit of the Joker? It's more a little bit more, you know, inspired by the Mark Hamill version. <laughs> Dude, that is spot on. Oh That's my awesome. god! <laughs> it puts a smile on my face. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's great. Yeah, it's you know, it's like, it, it, you know, I figure if you're gonna pull from the, you know, from those who've come before, you might as well pull from the best. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I've, I've done my own thing with it as well, because I, I've, I've basically what I did with my version of Joker, I, I took bits and pieces from the other Jokers that came before me and just kind of mashed it all together. There's especially a lot of uh, Romero in my version as well. He's a Romero, yeah. He yeah. was amazing. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, he was. Way back in the day. It's like he, now, I would say he's the best live-action version of the Joker I've ever seen, especially for uh, comparing to, him, to uh, the version that he was portraying at the time which was very accurate to the comic book at the time is that, that in the era of the sixties, uh, that's when it was a lot more campy. That's what made it so great though. The campiness of like sixties, even the seventies TV shows, mm-hmm. like, like anything that was like, like the, like the incredible Hulk that was campy, you know, Batman. Oh yeah. Campy, you know, everything was campy, but, but they knew what they were and they embraced it. it they did that. They did for sure. So we actually both worked on set with Catherine Corcoran from Troma's Return to Nukem High movies. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, we were there in 2012. <laughs> Whew, I, I've that. heard that was rough going through all that. It was crazy. We didn't get paid. Uh, we had to buy our own food. We had to sit on yeah. set sometimes for like 17 hours. And then, I, oh yeah, I remember when I almost got my nose broken when they were filming the end scene. Somebody just like, oh, there, was like a, there was like a huge like cheering scene and then somebody just and then boom, I just got like whacked right in the nose and I just started bleeding. Oh no. Yeah, we and... were on set for like eight or nine days for that. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Um, I, I've heard all kinds of horror stories, especially when they everybody was camped out in that school and stuff like that for a while. <laughs> yeah, it was it was weird. Like it it definitely like most people would say that totally sucks, but for some reason it was actually really fun. I mean, obviously yeah. certain aspects sucked, but like I don't know why. It was just a fun set because it was just so so different from like the norm. Yeah, that's kind of how Terrifier is, too. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because, oh, like, you know, we, we've had a camp out, like, in the first one. Uh, I, I When we were filming in Trenton, I had to stay in the, the small cabin out in the middle of the woods near Six Flags <laughs> with uh, the whole entire crew. And there were all, all, you know, like, about ten of us cramped in this, basically, this one-bedroom, maybe two-bedroom cabin. Yeah. And it was... That was an experience in itself. <laughs> Are you talking about Six Flags Great Adventure? Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. been there once. That's a decent park. Oh yeah, yeah. The the we we didn't have good water there. We had to bring our own water in and stuff like that because it was like well water that they had. So it was just <laughs> like oh. 
Yikes. Uh, and then, like, on set, the, the building we were filming in in Triton had no heat and no running water. Yeah, oh, I've, been, I've no. been through that. I've been through that kind of shit. Yeah. That's not fun, especially when you're covered in so much blood and yeah. you, you you have to get it off somehow. So, like, the night that I did the whole, like, you know, Buffalo Bill scene, I was covered from head to toe in blood and glue and all this crap. <laughs> and then all the stuff I touched on the floor of this nasty building. I'm like, if I'm immune to coronavirus, it's because of that building probably. <laughs> yeah. And probably also one of the buildings we were filming in for part two. So I'm like, yeah, it's just like – so. It's like it, it's I it's when you have a shower, you know, that's you don't realize what a wonderful thing a shower is until you don't have one. Oh, exactly. When you have to take a horse bath with, you know, paper <laughs> towels and bottles of water to get everything off. <laughs> <laughs> when I originally saw the film at a small mom and pop theater called The Screening Room in Buffalo, New York, um, when, mm -hmm. when the film had its like small theatrical run. I absolutely died laughing when I saw Catherine's kill. The part where you're doing the hysterical <laughs> laugh, the mime laugh, while you're you're sawing her in half, like vagina yes. down. That is the greatest part of that whole movie to me. I love it. Oh, thank you. The first time I watched it, I was just like, no, no, what's he going to do? And then I was just like, oh, my <laughs> God, no. I was laughing for like a straight well, People don't minutes. expect us to show it all. That's the well, thing. Yeah. Is it's like, yeah. they're like, oh my God, they're actually showing. I actually, you know, speaking to Catherine, we had a fun moment when uh, we did a screening of it at uh, uh, one of these uh, colleges in New Jersey when we first released. Uh, we're, we're sitting next to each other, and that scene came up, and we just see these two girls just get up and walk out during it. And we're like, we just high fived each other, right? They were like, yes, we got them. <laughs> I know, I love walkouts. It's the best. If they're walking <laughs> out, you're doing something right, man. Yeah. Yeah, they just couldn't handle it. I saw walkouts during an American guinea pig movie once. That, that was fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever seen those. Those are like as grotesque no. as they get. It's just oh wow. It's like nudity and sex and blood the whole time. Just no, there's no story oh, wow. really. It's just like let's see how gross and just horrible we can get. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I saw the Green Inferno in the theater, and people were mm -hmm. walking out left and right. They couldn't handle it. Wow. Yeah. I saw that movie once in the theater. I liked it. A lot of people hate it, though. Yeah, it's like with horror films, it's, that's one of those times where it's like, okay, we got some people walking out. We did good. It's not one of those like, oh, shit, we suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes. It depends on what kind of yes. film it is, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. What's your favorite kill from the film? You know, most people would think it would be the hacksaw scene, but I, I think my favorite one was the decapitation of uh, Mike Levy's character, the exterminator. I, I thought that was a lot of that was fun in so many ways, because first of all, like most people don't know that the uh, Mike and his guys that are like the two cops, they're uh, their film company. Fuzzle, yeah, Jason and uh, Steve. Most people don't know that their film company um, Fuzz on the Lens Film. They started the whole entire scary clown craze back in like 2014 or something like that with uh, he was the uh, Staten Island clown. He's, he was the guy that was standing outside with the clown mask on with the balloons and just freaking people out all over Staten Island. And I, I recently watched the documentary of Wrinkles the Clown, and he was saying that he did it first. I'm like, no, 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 Mike and his brother and Steve, those guys, they did it before. <laughs> yeah. It's like That's what I think is cool about that scene is like I end up killing the Staten Island clown. <laughs> so that's – that's a fun little Easter egg. You know, people are always like, oh, well, you should, you know, try to kill Pennywise. I'm like, I, I killed the guy that started the whole scary clown craze anyway. And that's how it goes. Plus, it's an awesome kill, too. It's a really good decapitation. Like, the prosthetic work that Damien did for that was amazing. I was like, how, how much that fake head looked like Mike was unbelievable. <laughs> Plus, it was so much fun just, like, pulling that thing back like a Pez dispenser and then popping it right off because I only had one chance to do it. So I was, <laughs> I was a little bit scared because, like, oh, don't mess this up, man. <laughs> you only got one chance, and it came out just right with like, the skin stretching out and snapping. <laughs> I was like, oh, that looks so cool. <laughs> Plus, there was so much blood. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, Mike and Jason, those guys are awesome. Oh, they are so much fun. They are so much fun to work with. I've been following their stuff since 2013 when they did their Halloween fan film as well. And I've just been seeing them, you know, yeah. build up from there. And, you know, I, I hung out with them 
at the Halloween 40th anniversary convention because I know that they have Tamara Glenn <sighs> for Terrifier 2 now. Yeah. So no, so but like cool. just to see like how far that they've been getting, it's really impressive and I'm really proud of those guys. Oh, they're they're so good. They are so freaking talented too. It's like not only are they good on, you know, behind the camera, they're good on camera too. Like Mike and Jason are just so funny. I don't know if you've seen their film Abnormal Attraction yet. I've been meaning to watch that. Oh my god, Jason in that he is hysterical. He plays his character Finbar, which is He's hard to describe. He's basically he looks like an like some kind of troll, but he's like this redneck troll, but he's supposed to be human and it's just like oh my god, he's hysterical in this movie. It's just and and just on set those guys are so much fun to work with too. Especially Jason is like one of those guys that he's really good for keeping morale up, especially when we're like, you know, 14, 15 hours into the day and we're all exhausted and Jason comes in doing something just crazy and funny. And it just makes us all just laugh. We're like, okay, now we're good. We're good to go. We're good to go. Did you ever see there? It was like a parody trailer for the new Halloween. It was Halloween. They called it H60. It was. Oh, I saw that. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. My God. It's and it's like scene by scene the trailer of like uh, you know Halloween forty I'm not forty but twenty of what what no forty yeah forty yeah yeah I'm getting my numbers confused now. It's because I'm distracted by my, my roommate's cat. She's over here just trying to, like, come on camera. I'm like, no. <laughs> She's the one I did my little catfishing video with recently. It's like, when when you don't want her to perform, that's when she wants to perform. It's just like, we're like, hey, perform for me. She's like, no. Oh, there she is. <laughs> she saw the camera. Oh, no, I'm on camera. No, I'm getting out. <laughs> yeah, Mike and Jason seem like they they have to be a total trip to work with. I'd love to work with them one day. Oh, I, I do get to work with them again later on this year. Uh, they, they, they're starting up uh, what they're hoping is going to be another really good uh, horror trilogy, I think. It's called Stream. It's an awesome concept. I wish I could say more about it, but I don't want to give away anything because you know, I don't want anybody trying to steal their ideas. Oh, it's, it's a fantastic concept. I'm actually surprised it hasn't been done before. So I'm just like, this is this is, is going to be really a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited about working with them again. So I'm like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> please keep us up to date with that, please. We would like to know more oh, what definitely. goes on with that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we're, I, we're hoping to start filming this fall on that. But, you know, we got to finish Terrifier 2 first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much do you guys yeah. have left to film? Man, we I, I think I had maybe four or five more days left on set. Damn. before we had to go into lockdown so that's that that's what's so annoying about this all it's like man we're so close we're right at the finish line and it's just like and eh, now we got to stop for a while so it's just like oh damn but the good thing is damien has been taking this time to both build all the prosthetics we need for these last scenes and to edit everything we've already filmed so far which is you know basically 90 percent of the film easily so he, he's keeping us on track. Yeah, yeah. He's he's making good use of his quarantine time. Yeah. So how amazed were you at the practical gore effects that were being used for the film? I'm constantly amazed with him. It's like Damien is like he does that all himself, too. It's just like and he's self-taught. He didn't go to school for this. He he just taught himself by being a huge fan of Tom Savini. And the thing is, you guys are not seeing some of the details that he actually puts into these prosthetics mm-hmm. that, you know, so much gets lost that, that on camera is because it's the minutia that he puts into these things. Like, a, like case in point, like the, the, um, the face that I'm stabbing into in the pizzeria scene, I expected when I first started stabbing into it, it was just going to be foam underneath the skin. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's actually something, it's getting stuck in things, and I feel it hitting things, and I'm like, this is what, and I'm like, and I look, and there's like layers underneath it, like, of where he did muscle tissue, and stuff like that, and then he had like packets of blood in there, so more blood starts spewing out, and it's just like, dude, and we had a similar experience with something we were, I can't reveal, but you know, something I was working on, um, part two and i'm cutting into it and i'm like oh my god man <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like there's bone in here 
<laughs> One of my favorite things about the first film is that we get to see art a lot throughout the film. And most horror movies, mm-hmm. they barely even show the killer. You know, they just pop in for their their stuff. But um, that's yeah, that's one of the things I love yeah. about it. Is Terrifier two like that too? Oh yeah, yeah. I I will say that you know, he he maybe not might not be on screen as much, but he's on screen for a good chunk of the film. Because, yeah. you know, this one, we're also trying to build up our supporting character, Sienna, as well. So we, we have a, a lot of scenes that Art's not in that are, are dealing with her and her family and her friends and stuff like that. So we're, we're doing a lot of world building in this as well. So it's not all taking place in just like a two or three hour time frame as like Terrifier does. You know, mm-hmm. it's, this is actually stretching out over a whole entire day, basically. So, mm-hmm. but, you know. Art's there. Oh, he's he's there in force. Don't worry about that. You you see him a lot. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. How uncomfortable are the teeth? Oh, they they can be a pain at times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they make the the worst thing about it because it it impacts the makeup is they make me drool a lot and it's always out of the left side of my mouth for some reason. And because I'm wearing gelatin, it, it kind of eats through the gelatin very quickly. So we've discovered that we have to basically film all my close-ups at the beginning of the night. Because by the end of the night, my the, the mask gets ripped up all over the place around my mouth, which is annoying. So Damien always has to take me back to triage and, like, cut up skin. Like, well, not skin, but, like, uh, uh, bald cap skin, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Like, attach it and glue it to my face and paint over it and stuff like that so it's it's a it's a it's a pain but you know you deal it's like i I also have to deal with the um but it's just the mouth area in general because also we we film in the cold a lot so my nose tends to run a lot and i can't blow my nose or anything like that so i might see pics of me with i have q-tips up my nose because i'm doing that to stop my nose from running so much because they you know that disrupts the both the the um the glue underneath holding you know holding the the mask to my face as well as it will just start to eat through the gelatin yeah so it's, yeah <laughs> it's, it's not fun <laughs> what are your favorite aspects of working with director damien leone i i would say it's like we have such a good relationship with each other is like we there's a good give and take relationship with the two of us. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, he, he allows for a lot of, you know, input into things, but also he knows how to steer you and direct you into what he actually wants as well. So I mean, there's sometimes where he knows exactly what he wants me to do. And he's like, no, I'm not going to budge on any of this. This is exactly what I want you to do. And I've learned to trust him on that too. Cause sometimes I'm like, that's a weird direction to take, but okay. Okay. Then I see <laughs> the playback. I'm like, Oh shit, you're right. Okay. I trust you. Yeah. And other times he's like, Hey, let's just play around see what we come up with in the moment. We, we had, especially this one scene we're filming in the second one that uh, it's like the script barely says what all happens in it. And cause we didn't know what we we're going to do with it until we got there and saw what we had to work with prop wise. And then I, look at whatever these things sitting on this table. I'm like, okay, I, I got a whole routine in my head now. And he's like, okay. And I, I just demonstrated it for him real quick. He's like, that's fantastic. Let's shoot it. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So how long does it take to get into your makeup and your costume and everything? That um, takes about um, three hours. Yeah. And that's Damien doing all that too. So it's like, I, I have to say Damien is like the most patient person in the world because I'm like, he's, and he's the hardest working person on that set too. It's like, he, he has to get there, you know, earlier than anybody else. And he's there at the very end too, because he has to, you know, not only get me out of makeup, he also has to get other people out of makeup too, out of, out, especially when he's done, they have all prosthetics and stuff like that glued all over them for like, you know, flesh wounds and stuff like that. So he's yeah. doing that. And then he's having to film the whole entire night too. And he's doing this sometimes off of like maybe two or three hours of sleep consecutively, you yeah. know, and I, I have never once seen him just lose his mind on set. The rest of us have, but he will just sit there like, okay <laughs> it's like you don't i'm not used to that out of directors it's like it's like it's damien's the man it's like he's he, he works his butt off and it's, it's, i'm glad to see this all taking off for him because he deserves it mm-hmm. hard work pays off man yeah yeah so do you have any favorite horror movies 
Oh yeah, <laughs> I have yeah. a lot, but I'm like, I mean, like you know, I I like certain series a lot too, like the Scream series. I love those movies. You know, that's, that was actually mm-hmm. my introduction to horror in the first place. Scream two is what I got into that horror with because I was late to the game because yeah. I grew up with my mom being a chicken shit when it came to horror films. Yeah, so I didn't watch them growing up until I was in high school, and that's when Scream two came out. Um, my uh. My co uh, co stars in a show I was doing wanted to go out and see it, and I'm like, well, I, I got to go, especially since there was a girl I had a crush on in the cast. I was like, I I can't be a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go. I got to show up, and and I had so much fun. I loved it. So I was like, yeah, so that's what started my love for the genre, and I, I just started binge watching them after that when I got to college. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say like my top five because I don't have an absolute favorite because there are just so many aspects to so many of my top five that you know that i can't choose mm-hmm. but i would say my top five in no particular order are like texas chainsaw massacre the original one the omen uh exorcist original halloween and nightmare on street part three dream warriors oh hell yeah nice. we just rewatched yeah. that like last two weeks ago or something kellen has like all the VHS tapes of it from like, you know, the original print. Oh, wow. And the Dream Warriors one that he has has the docking music video at the very end. It's got the sticker still <laughs> yeah. on it. I got it at a Goodwill. It had the stick, the docking sticker still That's on it. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I, th- I think that movie's where the, the series really figured out where it was and yeah. what it was going to be. Yeah. They had to change up the formula a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think I know what your answer will be, anyways, but. Who is your favorite horror character and why? <laughs> oh, it's definitely Freddy Krueger. I knew it. Yeah, it's, I knew it's, it. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not going to name myself because he's like, no, but it's, it's Freddy Krueger because I think, first of all, he's scary as fuck. Yeah. Second of all, he's so freaking charismatic. You just love watching him. He's And that it, that's, he's, that's what I love about certain villains. They're like, you know they're horrible and they're doing horrible things and you should be be against them but there's something about them like you kind of almost cheer for them and that's freddy for you but also he is like the most creative and the scariest villain when you really think about what all he's about you know it's like this idea that he is you know this this demonic thing in your dreams that can kill you because you have to sleep yeah. There's no way of you know around that. You have to sleep or you will die. Yeah. And that's a horrible, horrible and scary idea. It's like you, you know, Mike Myers, that's a guy just walking down the street. You can get away from him. <laughs> you can hop in a car and move the fuck away. Kick him in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you you can just choose not to go to Crystal Lake. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so Freddie. You have to sleep, and he can just show up. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. He can show up. That's <laughs> scary. And what I also like about him is, like, there's so many things you can do with the character because it all takes place in dreams. So it's like you can do whatever you want with that. It's like <laughs> as a you know a writer, that's a wonderful thing to have there. And as an actor, that's even more fun too because, like, you can do, go all kinds of crazy places with the character and do so many creative things with him that way. I'm like, that's, that's why I think Freddy is just the best horror villain ever created, bar none. Well, now that you said that, it kind of makes me realize that Jason must have been at his scariest when he was in Jason X because they're stuck on a ship with him. There's really no way to get yep. away, get, rid, get away up from that, but that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And one. yeah, I think that's the one where he, they had the most creative kills too. Oh hell oh, yeah. yeah! That's such an under underrated movie. I know, I know. I, was like, I don't know why it gets as much hate as it does. It's actually, <laughs> it's, it's an entertaining film when you think about it. It's like those kills are fantastic. They're so good. They are. You know, at first I had mixed feelings on it too, but maybe the maybe just like the more I've watched it, maybe the more I've appreciated it for what it is. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's just fun. Yeah, it's fun. I just got to see it in a movie theater, actually, like right before this thing. Oh, actually, during the coronavirus, right when the coronavirus kind of started, <laughs> it was like one of the last screenings the new Beverly Cinema in LA had, and it was oh, Jason wow. X, and that was like one of the last cool things I did. Oh, how much fun that had been. It was. It was 35 millimeter. Oh, right? yeah, and it was 35 millimeter. Oh, wow. Right at Quentin Tarantino's movie theater. Oh, that's awesome. If you're ever in LA... That is a place you have to stop at because yeah. he screens all of his movies in 35 millimeter. Oh my god, I, I gotta go. I, I'm 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 hoping to move out there maybe next year or something like that. So it's like because oh, yeah. I'm 
I, I might actually have a job taking me out there, so that might work out that way. There's a, another film that I recently got announced about that I'm going to be doing. It's called uh, um, Spirit Reckoning. Okay. And it's a it's a horror western, which is an awesome Ooh. idea. I, I love this because I love westerns and I love horror films, and and I'm not playing the villain in it. I'm actually playing like the uh, the um, antihero, I guess you could say. It's like this guy that's you know, he's a cowboy, you know, kind of a just like a feeble, you know, cowboy, like very you know just like an outlaw sucks at what he does. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like his uh, the bad guys come and you know he. They um, he pisses them off and they take revenge on him and his family and they like kill him and his family, hang them from a tree and they hang him, but then they burn him, burn his face off. So he's brought back from the dead by an Indian shaman. So he comes back from the dead and he's got some powers and stuff like that. And he's just a skull face. And so he, he's out for revenge against the people that killed his family and, you know, the everybody that gets in his ways. And it, it's crazy over the top just it's the kills in this are going to be a lot of fun to do is to say i get to do some fun gunplay and stuff like that as well so there you go it's it's and they got some good people already involved with it on lou temples playing one of the villains in it yeah and uh sean patrick flannery from boondock saints is the guy that's going to be playing my uh my best friend and mentor in it so i'm like oh sweet oh fuck yeah (laughs) I met him a so long excited. time ago. I met him at the first convention I, or second convention I ever went to, like nine years ago. He was a nice guy. Yeah, I hear he's a cool dude, so I'm excited about working with him. Yeah. Do you have any favorite modern horror films? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I, I loved Happy Death Day. I thought that was a really fun film. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say also uh, The Babysitter. Oh, that's fun. Which is on Netflix. I always suggest that to people. That's that's like you know, Home Alone and a horror film mixed together. It's it's so much fun. It takes a lot of tropes and a horror movie tropes and turns Twitch them on the head. Like basically yeah. your your generic characters that you have in horror films, like the the cheerleader, the jock, all that kind of stuff. Instead of them being the heroes in it, they're the villains, which is a great mm-hmm. idea. Uh, I love the Final Girls. I thought that was a fun twist on the slasher genre. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, of course. I love the It movies. Had a lot of fun watching those. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, a lot of people hated good it. ones out there. A lot of people hated on that second one. I liked that one. It was good. I, I liked it. it I was, didn't have any problems. I mean, I liked the first one better, but I, I just think that the whole the story with the kids is more interesting. But yeah. But it's like you know the way the book's written, you're having both stories happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. You're going back and forth between the two. So. So back to Terrifier two. Totally stoked to see that they cast Felissa Rose. Yes. How was it working with her? Well, actually, I didn't get to work with her, unfortunately. You didn't? Yeah, it's, oh. No, no. She's just coming in for a cameo. It's like I, I've I've oh, heard okay. about the scene, though, that she's in, and it's it's supposed to be hysterically funny. And just It's Felissa yeah. just being Felissa, and that, that's what's great. It's, 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 yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want people getting their hopes up that she's like a huge starring role. Yeah. In her. It's like... Now, we just got her and Tamara to come in for little cameos. We have a third person that we haven't announced yet that's supposed to be because we haven't filmed with this person yet. Yeah, but they, yeah. they have a fun cameo in here as well, and I'm excited about fil- filming with that person. Well, so, cameos yeah. are cool, so either way, that's that's still sweet. Yeah, yeah. And I also saw that they cast the kid from uh, Little Punk People too, right? Oh, Elliot. I love Elliot. He's my little buddy. I'm like He he plays the little brother in this. He's basically like the Tommy Jarvis type of character, I guess you could say, in a lot oh, of cool. ways. Cool. <laughs> yeah yeah so he's he he's a little badass too in this he's he, <laughs> he has some fun moments that's cool it's like yeah uh, it's like uh, i i i love his character he's, i i i identify with his character in so many ways mm-hmm. so it's like it's like i was like his character a lot when i was his age so mm-hmm. i was like yep <laughs> was this the first film he ever did uh no he's done some other work before Okay, some smaller stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's he's great though. We were just hoping he wasn't gonna hit puberty <laughs> during the middle of filming. Yeah, right. It's like, oh god! All of a sudden, he's like, "Hey guys, hi!" I'm like, "Oh no!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think art could pave the way for a new generation of creating new slasher characters for the horror genre? Oh, of course, of course he can, and I hope he does. I I hope that what we're doing is you know starting to put a but under Hollywood's uh, like a, a butt under Hollywood that that came out wrong. Strike that, reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> a butt under Hollywood. 
<laughs> put a fire under Hollywood's butt right now. Is oh, yeah. <laughs> I have verbal dyslexia. What can I say? We all do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I'm I'm hoping that we're we're you know because yeah I I feel like you know horror films especially slasher films in the past decade or so have gotten they're, they're playing it way too safe and they're they're not being as creative as as they used to be they're afraid to take those risks because they're you know it's all about making money instead of actually making art that exactly. people want to see and I agree it, and I understand that's happened with some films you know. Um, that had great promise, I thought, like uh, the Bye Bye Man, which you know Jenna Cannell was in as well. <laughs> uh, she, she left us to go film that film, and that you know when she was you know filming with us, she was explaining all Bye Bye Man to me. I'm like, oh my god, this is an amazing idea for a villain, <laughs> especially like this. You know, he's like he's almost like a Freddy Krueger type of villain, where it's like you 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 can't think of the guy. You know, if you think of him, he'll come after you. And it's like, oh shit, that's a scary concept there. That's so great. Plus, you know, Doug Jones is playing the character too. So I'm like, oh my god, this is great. And I understand, you know, and she was telling me all the things that were going to happen, a lot of, like the kill scenes and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that's going to be awesome. And I go watch it, and I see a lot of it's taken out. And I'm like, well, what happened to all these scenes? Just like, well, you know, the you know the executives came in and they want to make some cuts to it because they wanted to make it PG-13 instead of rated R. So a lot of the good stuff of the film got axed because it was the, the more risque and the you know the, the the blood and the guts and all that fun stuff. I'm like, that's a shame because that that was something I could have easily seen becoming a franchise. It, it was it's such a great so much potential i saw with that and i was like i was so disheartened to see that happen mm-hmm. and it just seems like that's what happens a lot of these films get neutered that way i think that's that's why there's that you know this resurgence right now of indie horror films mm-hmm. because the 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 directors and the writers are actually able to do what they really want to do they're able to take those risks when you have creative control, you know, you can put it out however the hell you want it. You won't have a studio telling you, oh, you can't have this or that. Yeah. And that that's what we've had to deal with with Terrifier. It's like when we first wanted to release Terrifier 1, I'm like, there were some studios that wanted to pick us up and put us in theaters, but they wanted to make some big cuts to uh, like the hacksaw scene. And Damien was like, absolutely not. He's like, this is, this is going to be the scene that sells the movie. This is, gonna, this is what people are going to talk about. You can't cut that. Did you honestly have any inkling that this film was going to blow up as much as it did and as quick as nah. it did? Nah, we had no idea. We we did not expect that. And it's because, like, we knew what we were. We didn't have a studio system behind us with that kind of publicity you know, oh, yeah. to do all that for us. You know, we the, the publicity we got was basically through the word of mouth of the fans and the independent horror sites and, like, the podcasts. It was, mm-hmm. it was that word of mouth, and that, that shows you, you know, how important is to you know that how important a fan base really is 100% they're the ones that made us they're the ones that made us success and it's because of that that's why netflix picked us up mm-hmm. and then when netflix picked us up it exploded even more yeah i, I didn't even picture art to be a character that was going to blow up as much as it did either and it, i'm so happy that it did yeah. oh i am too but i'm uh, that's the thing is i think he's a character that people can really like, have fun watching and i think that's why he resonates so well with people it's like he is that amalgamation of all these horror slasher villains that they grew up with and and i i think it's time that we start having new villains introduced now it's like just how yeah. like freddie and jason and mike myers took over for dracula and frankenstein and the wolfman and all mm-hmm. that it's like it's time for a a new generation to come in instead of just a remake after remake after remake after remake. Exactly. Like we need something new and fresh. If you wanted art to team up with or fight against another horror icon, who would you choose? <laughs> I, I, I already know. Yeah. I figured you're, you're yeah, probably going to say Freddie, but uh, if a uh, Freddie was out of the picture, who would you choose? Freddie's mother. <laughs> Freddie's mom. Amanda Kruger. <laughs> Oh, that's nonsense. Nonsense. It ends up being Valak instead. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's see. Let's let's think about that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Another clown I mean, would be great. 
Yeah, a lot of people would say you know, like Pennywise or something like that, but I'm like, nah, that's that's too that's too contrived. I guess you could say that's <laughs> that's, that's too expected. That's too expected. Plus, you know, he could easily beat Pennywise. I say like, you know, that would be the one time Art would actually talk, and he would just totally just diss on Pennywise and make him melt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's the that's what actually got Art to talk. <laughs> <laughs> But um, let's see here. Who would be a fun one to, to team up with? I think Jigsaw. I, I think that would be an interesting one for him to team up with. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like the traps and just you have that little thing. It's like the, the meeting of the minds in that kind of way would be interesting. Mm-hmm. God, that would be crazy. You'd have to yeah. think of a character that's sort of like mimish, though, kind of like him, too. If yeah. Even, I don't yeah. think about one. Yeah. Mike Myers would be a fun one too. Yeah. 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 Either way, if they fought each other, if they teamed up and they just killed a bunch of people, it would be great. Oh yeah. 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 I saw this uh, a fan made video recently of just Mike Myers and Jason fighting each other, and it was like fifteen minutes of them just fighting each other, and it was so good. I wish I could remember who did it, but I was like, oh, that was fun. I think I might know who you're talking about. Uh, I don't know if it was by Trent Duncan. He's Florida based, but he did like some really cool mashup like fan films of fighting mm-hmm. like, like of a uh, horror icons fighting he even did one that was a uh, farty versus jason versus ash and, oh sweet yeah Wait, was this one like out in the woods or something like that and it he was. had like some like rednecks interfere in at one point or something like that i think that was and like the propane yeah. tank. yeah the propane yes. tank that explodes yeah. yes that is it yeah. yeah it was so good it was just like the fighting in it was really good too like the, the, the stunt work i was like wow this is good yeah, some there's some pretty decent fan films out there. You can find yeah. them. You know, I've seen there was a even like a Michael and Jason's uh Michael Levy and Jason Levy's a uh, mm-hmm. Halloween fan film that was actually really well made. And if yeah. you and if I if for the Terrifier fans, I hope they go back and watch that fan film because that's like it was a really cool concept of how they picked up right after Halloween Resurrection and kind of went back with the story of a uh, Stephen Lloyd and like they used like a, they did a really cool homage to Donald Pleasance and they even got Tom mm-hmm. Kane. Uh, I think that's his name who did the voice of Dr. Loomis in Halloween H2O. And they used this like bust of a uh, Donald Pleasance to like, you know, be the character in that in yeah. the film. And I think they did really well with it, but you know, like anyways, getting to the point, there's some really good fan films out there that have done, amazingly there really are and those those people that are making them could one day become the new directors for horror films that's that's what happened with damien it's just like those that's the new blood that we need right now so that's why i encourage people to keep making these fan films and stuff that's how you hone your craft absolutely the success of the film got you to start doing conventions have you been enjoying them (laughs) oh i love them I absolutely love doing conventions. I miss doing those right now because of this pandemic. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> we were to you in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Hopefully this fall. Hopefully. 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 hopefully, hopefully. You're still scheduled for it? Yeah. 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 They, they just postponed all the ones that, you know, are supposed to appear at because, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, the only way I'll turn one down is if I'm having to film. That's the only yeah. way because I'm like yeah. these. I I absolutely enjoy going to these things. It's just like it's it's like a paid vacation for me, and it's like I just get to hang out and party with like-minded people all weekend. What's mm-hmm. not to love? That's great. What are some fun or fanny or fanny? What are some? <laughs> what are some? We're, we're having fun. problems with anything with butts today. I know, <laughs> butts. What are some fun or or funny fan interactions at the conventions? Do you have any? God, uh, I, <laughs> well, I, I had one <laughs> this happened in Kentucky where this like girl was like, um, cause I, I do selfies at my table and stuff like that. So she's yeah. doing the selfie and she's scrolling through just to make sure it took and everything like that. And she scrolls too far to a picture of her just flat out naked and she's like, <laughs> like oh my god I, <laughs> i'm like oh it was not someone you wanted to see like that either so no, it wasn't it's like, i was like oh <laughs> oh 
oh no but it was so funny it was like it's just she was just so mortified she's like oh god i thought i had that deleted oh my god i am so sorry what? i'm like okay. how'd you follow that up that's okay i hope your boyfriend enjoyed that but yeah oh no <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, well, that was bound to happen eventually. <laughs> but that that was that was a great moment. I was like, I I she, she <laughs> I felt so sorry for her. I was yeah. just like, oh my god. Oh my god. Besides Day of the Dead or Days of the Dead in October, do you have any other ones that are planned? Oh, uh, like Days of the Dead? Like other conventions or just other conventions any... in general. Yeah, besides Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I'm got new jersey Horrorcon coming up and yeah. um september. september a lot of these are like everything that I was doing earlier this year has all been postponed to like august september and october right now it mm-hmm. seems like yeah. it's like new jersey Horrorcon. Uh, i think carolina fear fest Ooh. forgive me if i'm butchering the names of these right now i don't have my list in front of me but um mm-hmm. uh there's also uh of course uh texas frightmare yeah that'll be a fun one yeah you know, a lot of this kind of stuff so you I should, heard that's like the best one. You should do Monster yeah. Palooza. Oh, yeah. I would love to. We've been we've been trying to get me into that one. So I would absolutely I would be there in a heartbeat. Yeah. In a heartbeat. So if Monster Palooza, I would love to be there. Please, please. <laughs> I'll reach out <laughs> Yes. For some reason, I don't know if I I think I messaged you about this, I'm not sure, but um <clears throat> the one convention that's happening or trying to happen next month, which is crazy. Uh, Mad Monster Party in Arizona. They're actually thinking that's going to happen. I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't know. Wow, they're still doing that. They're trying. They have it on. The There's only no cancellation. The only, you know, there was one, and well, it was just one, and it was Freddy Krueger. He was the only person yeah. that canceled. Everybody else, like <clears throat> Nev, Nev Campbell, Carl Weathers, they're they're all still on the list. And okay. I'm just, I was asking them, like, how are you going to do that if everybody's wearing masks? Like, that's not going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that, that's the thing that, that we're all wondering about right now is because, like, I, I was supposed to do a, a convention. It just got postponed. But it was, I was supposed to do it in July. And um, that's that's what we're all wondering is, like, how, how soon can we really do this? Because, you know, like, when you have that many people all congregated together, it's like, you know. It's going to be hard. How, how are you going to protect everybody? They're trying to do this thing called virtual cons now. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's not the same. I get they're trying to you yeah. know, keep it going to like you know continue to let fans have interaction with their favorite stars and all that, but it's not the same as just having that experience in person. You know, anything yeah. for a quick buck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that you know I guess all of us that do these cons are trying to wrap our brains around right now. It's like how is this going to impact us? Because a lot of us, this is how yeah. we make our money right now is doing yeah. cons when we're not filming so it's just like ah, oh, geez and how long is this going to go on that we're going this is going to impact this area too yeah big time i think we'll all pull through Definitely. oh everything, yeah Eventually. everything's slowly opening up right now yeah it's, it's like I, I think like you know my manager and i we've talked about this we're just kind of looking at, at this year as a bust you know it's mm-hmm. like we're, we're hoping the fall will help us make up for some things but like this year basically in general is a bust for cons it is so, but you know, I, I think like once we're able to go back out and do this, you, I, I think they're going to come back very strong. Twenty twenty one is going to be a party year. Yeah, I yeah. think there's going to be like more conventions than normal. There's going to be yeah. more everything. I think so. The good thing about this is, you know, a lot of people, you know, I think people are starting to see, you know, how precious life can really be, and you know how short it can be too. Yeah. And, you know, you miss out on opportunities like that. You know, you might not get it again. So I think this will put that yeah. things into perspective for a lot of people to go out and do more yeah i i think you know right now we just need to take the hit you know it, it, because it's like it's it's the the alternative is like if we if we were doing these conventions like this and the likelihood is a lot more people could get sick and we don't want to do yeah. that to our fans we don't want to do that to the fan base and you know we don't want innocent people getting sick. We don't want people dying. So yeah. I, I think it's best just to play it safe for right now. Take the hit right now, and then we can make up for it in the future. Mm-hmm. But right now, we, we just got to play it safe. And I think the only reason Arizona is doing that is because apparently they're opening up a lot sooner than everybody else. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know that, but my half-brother Josh lives there, and he said yeah. the restaurants are already open. Yeah, I 
personally think it's too soon to be doing that when we haven't yeah. flattened the curve yet. It's like it's that's how you get a second wave come in. Really, it's it's. I've had arguments with people over this kind of stuff. It's just like I, I, I'm yeah. just I, I'm looking at what's happened historically, especially like the Spanish flu epidemic, where they did do things like that, and because of it, they had even a worse second round of it, because mm-hmm. it just spread so much more so much quicker that way and it's like that's it's best to play it safe you know i was mm-hmm. just like I'm, I'm not my thing is like i've been cooped up for two months here in my apartment i'm playing it safe as possible i i mean i miss filming i want to get back to filming but you know mm-hmm. we have some people in our cast and crew that um are are susceptible to this especially that where it could kill them if they got it and i don't want yeah. to endanger those people not no, at all of course by all means yeah so I have two last quick questions for my friend Jeremy Moorhead. He's a big sure. fan. What's up, Jeremy? Yeah, yeah, Jeremy's the man. Uh, have you ever have you watched Terrifier with any of your family members? If so, how did they react to some of the gruesome death scenes? <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't watched Terrifier with any of my family members yet because they're all back in Alabama and stuff like that. I don't uh. get back home very often. But I, I have watched it with friends and stuff like that, especially friends that are a little bit wary of horror films. I was like, let me watch it with you so yeah. I can, like, you know, y- you can look over at me and just realize, oh, that's just David. Yeah. <laughs> that's David underneath that. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. But, it, like, um, my my sister my sister is mentally and physically handicapped, and at the time she was living in a group home in uh, outside of Birmingham, Alabama, that was very, very religious. Mm. <laughs> And so I, I, and I told her because she was like, we're going to watch this. I'm like, oh, are you sure? I'm like, Vonda, this is very, very bloody, very violent, very gory. You know, yeah. so it's like, I, I don't know. It's like, oh, sh-. They, but they wanted to watch it because I was, I'm her little brother and they want to support what I did. I'm like, okay. So she calls me immediately afterwards. She's like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, so what do you think? Well, she's like, well, I liked it. I thought you were fantastic in it. Some of them didn't. And I'm like, oh, I can understand why. I knew that was going to happen. They liked yeah. you in it, but they like, but they didn't like the subject matter. I'm like, oh, I can understand. It's not for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so they probably look at me differently now. <laughs> when you do get your actual, your all, all the rest of your family to watch it, uh, film it. Get oh, like I a, should. Get a reaction video. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be insane. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be because my dad, my dad's so fun because he's such a. Um, my dad's a former NASA engineer. He worked for NASA for forty years, so he's very oh, wow. straight laced and a very quiet man. But at the same time, he loves horror films. Oh, cool! It's like that. That was the funniest. Is like growing up, my mom didn't want him in our house because she was so terrified of him. So my dad would, my mom would always go to bed early, so my dad would stay up late watching like horror films on like Cinemax or like uh, sci-fi and stuff That's like cool. that at night and stuff like that. But I, I was always in bed by that time too. But you know, I know he had that love for him. Yeah. It's like yeah. You know, it's like when he finally watched it, he was like, he was he called me up too. He's like, that was really good. That was really good. Fun thing was like the the one person I was so afraid of watching it is my my roommate Mike. Uh-huh. Because he is a huge, he's like Damien. He's a huge horror buff. He's like an encyclopedia when it comes to horror films, and he's very critical of them too. So I was like, I was like, dude, if you ever watch it, don't tell me, please, just don't tell me, because <laughs> I'm afraid to know what you you think about it. And he did watch it on like Thanksgiving of the year it came out, and like he just comes in, it's like I gotta tell you, I watched it. And I'm like, oh god, oh god. <laughs> he just gives me a thumbs up. He's like, I'm like. Hey, that's all that matters. That's good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So I was like, oh, whew, okay. We did it right then. <laughs> Hell yeah. If you could be cast in the remake to any horror film of your choice, what would be a dream horror film you'd like to be a part of? Oh, boy. I mean, if you they know, did another another proper remake of Elm Street, maybe. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, I don't think I could really do the part justice. No, it's, you can't outdo what Robert England did with the character no. of Freddy. I it's agree. just like I think the only person that actually could do it justice is Mike Levy. It's like I, because mm-hmm. Mike has actually played a younger version of Robert in a movie they did together. I can't remember the movie right offhand, but he played a younger version of Robert. So they actually mm-hmm. have very similar, and he can actually do the voice and everything like that too. So if they ever did another nightmare, I think Mike mm-hmm. would be perfect for Freddy. 
Yeah, because I saw Mike post a picture, like it was like a comparison photo of him and Robert, and he mm -hmm. just did that iconic smile that Robert has. It's uncanny. It is perfect. It's like he would be absolutely perfect, and I don't think he would lose much because he loves the character, too. He understands the character. And Mike's a really good actor, too, so he would be great for it. It's like, I mean, people, I've had people approach me, it's like, oh, you should totally, I'm like, yeah, I would love to play the character, but I wouldn't want to play the character, because it's like, that's like stepping on Superman's cape. You just like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's one thing for different actors to come in and play Mike Myers or Jason, because it's a guy behind a mask. Yeah. But it's like, there was so much more that Robert did with the performance, so I'm just like, that's, that, that would be very wary. For me, though, I, I think, this one came to me earlier, because it hasn't been done for a while. But I like I would like to do Nosferatu. Mm -hmm. That 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 would be a lot of fun. Playing I could see that. you doing that. You'd be yeah. perfect for that. Yeah. Like that that would be fun. I, I think Doug Jones recently did uh, something with that too. So that was I was like, ah, dang it, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> but Doug's so good. He is so good. If anybody should be playing that role, it should be Doug. So I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for being with us today. This was fun. Ah, oh, you're welcome. I've had fun chatting with you guys. You're both out in L.A., right? Yeah, mm -hmm. right in Burbank. Okay. Well, you know, if I ever move out there, then we got to hang out. Hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hit up some of the conventions out here. We don't have that many, but I'll hit some of them up and see if I can talk to anybody and get yeah, you out definitely. here. definitely. I appreciate it because I would love to get out there. I love California so much. It's like, oh, I, I've been intending to move out there for years. I'm like, things keep me here in the city, so I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know. Let's, You'll but make if we end happen. up filming uh, Spirit Reckoning out there, I'll probably just move out there. There you go. No, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Regardless, we're excited for Terrifier 2, and we're rooting for you and everybody else involved. In ah, thank so, you. I, I can't wait for all y'all to see this film because it's, mm -hmm. I think it's going to blow the first one out of the water because I, I think we took everything that really worked well in Terrifier. We kept that, but the, we've improved on a lot of that, but also mm -hmm. addressed the things that people had complaints about, like the plot and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. We've built upon that too, so I think we've really upped our game. I, I look at, you know, we keep calling it T2, yeah, and like, well, like Ter Terminator 2 was like, you know, Terminator was great, but Terminator 2 just brought things to a new level, and that's what we're hoping to do with this as well. So, yeah. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, it's it's going to be nuts. It's like, cause I, I wish I could tell you all more because, oh boy, that's I, I, I can't wait for it to come out so I can start talking about some of these things that we filmed because there's so much I want to talk about. I just can't wait to watch it with an audience because that's the best way. Oh, yeah. me too. Especially one scene. I really want to watch this one scene with an audience because they are going to go <laughs> nuts. Can't wait. Yeah. Maybe they should try to get a premiere event out here in L.A. Oh, that would be great. I'd be happy. I'd be happy to do it. We'll host it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> yes. Well, hopefully we see you in October. Yes, hopefully. Stay safe in the meantime. <laughs> you guys do the, as well. I understand it's getting better out there in California right now, so that's good. Yeah, it's really not. Yeah. It's not that bad out here. That's really. good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, he just went surfing the other day. Nice. Yeah, I, I keep my distance. Whatever I do, I like. I'll I'll do filming location videos and stuff where I can just go in my car and just get out, take a quick video, and then I go home and edit it. But yeah, like yeah. anything I go out and do, I'm like so far from everybody. Yeah. Same with same with surfing. I'm like 300 meters away from somebody. You know. Oh, so that's a good thing too with LA. It's so spread out as opposed to New York City, where everything is just smashed together. You got nine yeah. million people like smashed together. No, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Well, hopefully you have a great rest of your day, and hopefully this Thank ends you. in the next couple months. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. <laughs> right, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Well, you guys take care. Have a great one. Thanks right. so much, you David. You too, David. Take it easy. Take care. All right. Bye.